Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? I'm ready. Let's go to our very first red carpet event. Da, 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 da. First annual Gone with the Bushes End da, of the da, Year da. Awards. This is our first annual, and we're only doing films from 2020 because it's for the end of the year awards. So as our um, many listeners know, we send out a thing of uh, our categories, favorite movie, least favorite movie, uh, favorite actor and actress, most powerful cast moment, favorite quote, most valuable person, place, or thing, least valuable person, place, or thing. I forgot to add our... um, Best and worst reheatables. Mm. And Adam just gave us a new category, best action picture. Oh, God. Best and worst reheatables was on there. Okay. It wasn't on there. Yeah. My mistake for not getting it on there. Oh, okay. We're going to go. Okay. And we and if as we we can just interject and be like, oh, I remembered one off the top of my head. Yeah. This is very fast and loose. Um, should I read a list of the films we've done this I year? I don't think so. No, I don't know. No, They're okay. there. We did a lot. We did a lot of work this year. Round of applause to us. Good job, ladies. Woo! Thank and you. We are drinking out of our Gone with the Bushes. Our official Gone with the Bushes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why it's a <laughs> <laughs> And we are dressed up in our faux diamonds and some real diamonds. I have on my clip-on earrings from my prom. I don't know how much longer these will last on my ears because they are pinching them. I have on a nice kimono befitting the artist that we are. I have on a, um, a silk... Um, Oh, I don't. Oh, <laughs> what what I, do you call it? Problematic for Asian cultures, probably. Yeah. Oh. Um. It, 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 a, a, yes, it's a something. A it's sure. It says you're an artist. It, yes. That yes. You're it's, a painter. There, it's a. It's a, an enclosed kimono. An, an enclosed, enclosed kimono blouse. And, and I am wearing. A very fine bathrobe from the Grand Casino. Mm. Beautiful. It It is is beautiful. It's her kimono. (laughs) Yes. And it couldn't be more fitting. (laughs) It is ausgezeichnet. I just want to say that we did check our Podbean, and we had not had any responses, but we did have one of our listeners tell us her favorite movie. And that's going to have to wait until we get to favorite movie. All right. Well, hopefully we will remember by then because we are we are drinking doubles. We are drinking doubles. And in the last 30 days, we have had 247 listeners. Wow. wow. And that's how many days? 30. The 247 wow. different listeners? Yes. Yeah. Oh well, welcome. Um, hope this helps you. Through the end of the holidays. Yes, because it's that lag time. And a lot of people have to go to work tomorrow, even if it's working from home. Yes. But um, 
so there's that. And so we're hoping to pick up that last drizzly day of uh, your holiday. Possibly snowing. Possibly snowing. It's snowing in New Jersey and in the Bronx right now, but not in Brooklyn. In Northern Virginia, it is not snowing. It is gray. I call this November through what? May. (laughs) Is what I call this. Oh, we get some good weather in March. Okay. So let's say through uh, middle March. Okay. Middle March. We've got chance. It's going to rain here until 2 a.m. Oh, wow. And we had a hurt mama deer, a doe, a female deer in our backyard. And um, she had a hurt leg. And so Poppy went out to open the back gate so that she could get out the back without having to go over the fence. But she scared he scared her and she went up and the, then the other gate was closed. So he went out to open that and she went right over the fence. So her leg was good enough to get her over the fence. <laughs> like sucker, you thought. But she was here for our red carpet. Yes. So we want to thank her. All right. Shall we start the festivities? Okay. Well, we decided to go from the bottom to the top. We started here. Now we're up here. Yeah. I mean, we started with well, two listeners. True. And we had. One of them was you. It, right. It's, <laughs> it's always one of them is me. So we are going to start with our least valuable person, place, or thing of the year. Okay. Tini, do you want to kick us off? Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Um, so my initial instinct was to go with the guy that shot Old Yeller. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I figure there were bigger fish to fry out there. And this one was a recurring theme in a couple of uh, or a recurring persons or thing in a couple of movies we did. And I went with Nazis. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, for my LVP. Nazis. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a good oh, wow. one. How did I not I do know. that? You know, because when I was little, I used to hold my breath to pretend like I was already dead so the Nazis wouldn't kill me. Well, I did my homework last night after doing some of my New Year's resolution, which I can't talk about on the podcast. And so I feel okay about my answers. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, we will have to tell. Oh, I haven't told you guys. Okay. (laughs) We'll delve more into that later. (laughs) Well, Aaron, what what was your, do you have like, Aaron has like runners up and um, such. Yeah. So I have, uh, I like some honorable mentions. Um, The title for Sorcerer, the film that we did. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a, a bad title. Yeah, so, it, I didn't mm. understand that. T- because when I looked at the list and I saw Sorcerer, I went, yeah, what was I, that? Apprentice? No. Wizards? Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I have Mike Michelle Merisi. He was the guy in Le Diabolique. Le Do- Diabolique. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was just a jerk. Yes, yeah, a total jerk. Which then goes into um, Bill Cosby because mm. he was in 
the movie that we did. Um, Uptown Saturday Night. Uptown Saturday Night. And so I gave it to him because he's just he's just kind of like making everything weird that he's in now. Yes. The Cosby show is now weird. Which is just a shame because that was such a funny show. This film was weird. Just yeah. his just his like shadow. But I guess my least valuable player, and this is going to be somewhat controversial... Um, I'm gonna say Kurt Douglas. Okay. Specifically for the Bad and the Beautiful. I mean, it was a well acted performance. He was a big dick in it. And then after, when we did some research and things allegedly, allegedly um, he wasn't that great of a guy. Allegedly. Right. So. Well, my least valuable. Um category is going to be people of color only in servitude oh that's such Mm -hmm. a good one because you know you think in the we've done films from the 20s all the way up to current day but um back in the day and even now still if you own if you the only people of color you see are the ones in the movies and the only jobs they have are servitude then you think well those are the that that's what they're suited for that's that works for those people mm-hmm. and so that's your perception and then you know that's yeah so um that is a least valuable thing and for more on that you can listen to the episode on seven chances where i break down afi's list of 100 greatest films and ah. the roles that black people played and their depiction in them. Not a good look. So, gosh, you got, you guys did great. Yeah. Good job well for your valuables. Gosh, it's only going to go downhill from here. I would say my, my runners up, I didn't, um, were also toxic masculinity and oh, kidnapping. Yes. Kidnapping and yes. toxic masculinity. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Even if they're called other things. Yes. What book are you reading right now, Erin? Oh, I don't talk about toxic masculinity. Oh, it's something uh, like the no, it's something about authoritarianism in America. Authoritarian nightmare. Yeah, by John Dean. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> Pulled that right out of my clean mm-hmm. ass. So if you're one of those people who, <laughs> I thought you were about to say you pulled it right out of your cleavage. She can't get to it. I can't get to up it. Kimono. Don't worry, I got you. She does. <laughs> we got cleavage showing, and it's not in Virginia. <laughs> okay, I interrupted. I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say for that book, if you're one of those people who was like, "How did that man get that many votes? What?" It kind of breaks down the yeah. reason behind it. It yeah. has to do with. It's very interesting. So anyway. Okay. So just, uh, you know, we do also plug books on this show. Okay, so now we are to most valuable person, place, or thing. Um, well, I did. I said Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Because we oh, watched yes. the 13th. And I figured we going with 2020. All in, we, huh? all in with Stacey Abrams. Her yes. movie was oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're going to talk no, about no. the 13th as well. Um, yes. What was the title? All, All in. in. The Fight for Democracy. The Fight for Democracy. Yes. Good one. I'm going to go with 
the Hamilton movie. Yeah, you're going to hear it a bit. Because they kept it the stage production, and that brought it to so many more people who could not afford to see it on stage. Yes. And I finally got to see Crystal Joy Brown in the role because I watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and it was the Skylar Sisters number. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so good. Because I was the only one of the three who didn't get to see her in that role. Goosebumps right now. Mm -hmm. Just even thinking about it. I did have an MVP for most valuable um, scene, I'm going to say. And it was Buster Keaton's Seven Chances when he's running downhill. Yes, that's on on one of my list. However, there's going to be a... um, it's going to go to a worst reheatable as far as seven chances. Oh, yes. Seven chances has some problematic moments. Because there was blackface in it. Yeah. And there uh, evidently his movies often had racist overtones, undertones. Yeah. So there was a quote, all the quality jokes and production values can't make up for blackface and racism. Did you come up with that quote? I didn't. I I researched it and found it. Oh. Not sure who did it, but, you know, so that is. It was most valuable for a scene and least valuable for overall. Hmm. Okay. Other people. Erin, you're most. Well, are we going to then go into like our, because I have a couple of like honorable mentions, but is this Mike? Erin, what is your MVP? Do your honorable honorable mentions first. Yeah. the Ocean's Eleven ending? Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. I, I love that. Waldo Lidecker's bathtub office from Laura? True that. I mean, wasn't that fantastic? True that. Remember that bathtub just out in... just? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you said, Buster Keaton's chasing in Seven Chances. Thirteen and All in the Fight for Democracy. Um, as usual, Paul Newman, I mean, he will be mentioned later. Another one, pre-code films, we had the divorcee, Emperor Jones, Little Miss Marker as just examples of like, wait a second, you mean like, we could have been having films like this for a long time, but then it's also the flip side of because of the codes, how really talented people we got really cool ways for them to get around it um but my fight my biggest mvp this is a it's a personal one for me it's it's one of those you take a lemon and you make lemonade okay so remember we did ethel waters was in cabin in the sky and pinky yes and I believe in both movies, like we said earlier, you know, she's a black woman and she's in these movies. And so she's servitude. So she's doing laundry. But especially in Pinky, she's doing everybody's laundry. She has a big bucket and she has a stick, which is called an activator. And we did these movies in February. And let me tell you, this is one of those things where I'm I'm like, oh, man, I, I hate seeing, you know, the depiction of black people always doing, you know, the servitude roles. But 
He's like, my ancestors tapped me on the shoulder and was like, pay attention. And I implemented that into my life using the activator. It taught me how to do laundry in my bathtub. Yes, it did. (laughs) So thank you very much. Yes, it did. Before your brother and sister-in-law got you a real, well, a washing machine you can put in your bathtub to work Yes, with. yes. Until they bestowed on me the spin cycle, which <laughs> that is a game changer. Is a game changer. <laughs> the spin cycle. Okay. I am going to go to, wait, did I already do that? Tini, did you have any other honorable mentions? Nope. Uh, uh, and and be, because I forgot to put this category in, I'm not expecting you guys to have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Um, I do. It just mm-hmm. came no. to me. Yeah. Musicals. Ah, uh, yes. Because I, The Sound of Music, Grease, Hamilton. I mean, how could mm-hmm. you pick a favorite? We might have to have Musical Month. We could do a musical a month. month of musicals. I've got a musical that I have up my sleeve. There are several. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Porky and Best that we're never going to be able to see. Well, yeah, but unless that's old, a mu- that's a musical. Yeah. Yeah. Old Man River. Oh wow! Wasn't that in Porky and Best? I think so. Ooh. Okay. Yes. So okay. that's my runner-up. That's a great one. My worst reheatable, which is looking through the lens of 2020 back on these films, Mm -hmm. leaving young girls (laughs) as collateral or whatever, Little Miss Marker and Susan Slept Here. I mean, just given young girls, I mean, sometimes practically toddler girls, leaving her as collateral, and then Susan Slept Here leaving... Uh, what they would term delinquent young lady with a bachelor. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely a bad look. Uh, but we can always put Nazis in that category. <laughs> Nazis are always yeah. bad. <laughs> well, I didn't prepare for so, this category, but I have one. There's my girl. So, you know, it might not be the worst of the worst, but... Tearing down historic buildings to build new ones. Because I walked my mansion that I referenced that there was a petition when we did it happened on Fifth Avenue to save. It's gone. It's completely gone. No. They tore it down. Flattened to the ground. Oh no. Wow. Yep. Well that's like if they were gonna like could could historians come in and like take out woodwork and uh, like some of that stuff that can't be replaced well and i would much rather live in a historic building rather than one of these brand new ones where that are like right cheaply made way too expensive Mm -hmm. they want them to be like a dorm room right right so So that's why could be on them as people are flooding urban centers so it's supply and demand. If there's not a demand, then these well, yeah, I don't know how they're going to fill them now. Right, mm-hmm. right. So they tore down this beautiful home. Okay, good one. Well, my best reheatable <clears throat> for the year 2020 
is escapism in movies. Oh, oh. If, I, if I didn't have the streaming service and such, it would have been really hard to get through the quarter. But I thought it was our worst rehatable. Or, oh, oh I did worst and I went to best. Because I'm sorry. Oh, that was my okay. Best re- okay. So now we're on best rehatables. Yes, if you have one. If you think of one throughout the podcast, just let us know. I would say okay. I'll chime in here. Okay. I'll go with um um uh summer blockbusters. We got Jaws. Oh like yeah. we weren't able to movie theaters were closed down, but we were still able to do Jaws, the Guns of Navarone. You know? So that that's fun. And Bruce also Lee, we did Bruce Lee. Yeah. And also now, like you were saying with the streaming services, um, a lot of them, Warner Brothers has all the old like HBO Max has all the old Warner Brothers stuff. So there's so many old movies that now it used to be we always had to rent them, but so many times I'm going on there, I'm like, Oh, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, it's to, on Peacock yeah. with Universal. I'm gonna go with the internet be on that because there's so many ways to find new old new old movies like right. right you can like google what genre you want or actor and then there's when we're doing it we can imdb and all of the other sources out there mm-hmm. so that's good a very good. I am so impressed with us. <laughs> okay, we are to favorite quotable. Mm. This is a category Christine brought to us, which we have embraced. We have, and I have to say an apology to the listeners and to my two co-hosts. Every week when we do it, this, we finish the podcast, we sign off, we're usually all a bit tipsy, and then I have to log it up, put it up. And it comes to me, and I realize that I only have my notes of what the best quote is. So I'm like, damn it, what, what were other people's favorite quotes for the movie? So all of my quotes are the ones. So I just went through, like, on the podcast, they're just all mine. So I was just picking them. I will try to do a better job in 2021, but no promises. Hey, you, you're the producer. You put it up. It's what's available to you. I'm just like, what did, what was it? And then, you know. Okay, well, I do have one that wasn't from a movie, but it was from a podcast. I do, too. Uh-oh. I have a favorite podcast <laughs> quote. My favorite podcast quote was just like maybe two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Adam and I had a one-off at work. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a listener mention that. <laughs> okay. Oh and, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mine was also a Christine quote was, uh, yeah, it's got the course topper. Wait, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Good well, I didn't do okay. that part. I mean, I didn't do a favorite quote from the podcast. You don't have to. You don't to. have to. But okay. next year, you'll know. Next year. She's going to be writing down everything. She she don't worry. I'll start keeping notes. She's yeah. got a whole notebook that says Gone with the Bushes 2020. Oh, my <laughs> God. We're going to start keeping our stuff now. 
all of her notes from every movie. That was so smart. Wow. How did we not pay attention to this? With my awards notes on the back. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my, I'm going to have to Amazon a notebook. Yeah. I want a nice one. I want a pretty one. (laughs) Well, somebody has a birthday coming up. Oh, that's right. A new, a new gun with the bushes notebook. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. So quotables from movies. I know Aaron Mm -hmm. has some runners up. Mm hmm. You like me to go through mine? Sure. Uh, this is from Boys in the Hood. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care what's going on in the hood. Mm-hmm. And that could be a good reheatable. That's still. Um, also from Boys in the Hood, Angela Bassett, you're cute, but you're not special. <laughs> that was a good one. That was mm-hmm. a good one. This one from Little Miss Marker, bad girls like me can't pray. Yeah, I did have that's, that one. That's great. Um, what is this? Uh, oh, this. Here we go. Yeah, well, give me out of this cooler and I'll unbutton my puss and shoot the works. <laughs> that's, you did love that That's one. for bringing a baby. Um, this is from Psycho. Lowry, I'm dying of Thirsteroonie. <laughs> And then this is also from Psycho, and I just always remember it. I declare, I don't. That's how I'm able to keep exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. And then this one, which I think r- sums up 2020 to me, from Alphaville. I'm fine, thanks. Don't mention it. <laughs> that was one of mine, too. Okay, um, uh, go ahead, go for it. Okay. Um, I'm fine. Thanks. Don't mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the T. That was from Guns of Navarone. Oh, yeah. Uh, also from Guns of Navarone. I'm tired and I'm fed up. Mm-hmm. I don't know who said that and when, but. Boy, uh, no. Well, I had a. I'll just go with this one. My final, my favorite quote, my MVP for the quotes is from Old Yeller. Uh-oh. Tissues ready? <laughs> now and then for no good reason, a man can figure... Oh, okay. Pause. Now and then for no good reason, a man can figure life will just haul off and knock you out, I think. Knock you flat. Knock you down flat. You can't afford to waste the good part fretting about the bad. Mm. Wow. There we go. That's a really good one. Going into 2021. Okay. I have um, two from two honorable mentions from Little Miss Marker. Well, the doll's going to live because I got good blood. <laughs> And I am crocked now, but I was sober yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite is from Pillow Talk. Oh. Thelma mm. Ritter. Do you want an answer? 
or an argument. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a great one. Yeah. I just thought of another moment that I loved, and that was in Susan Slept Here when the woman was making her gin drink. Yes. yes. I oh, yeah. That. yeah. I loved that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. She was making a martini, and so she was just pouring just, the gin in. Yeah. Well, at that point, why even like this is what she if I were there just as a friend, I would say, here's a hack for you. Just pour it down your gullet. Yeah. Just pour <laughs> in your olive juice into a shot glass. Drink, drink from the bottle and just sip on the. I don't shot think she glass. even put olive juice in it, but she she put the vermouth like she smelled the vermouth and just kind of passed it over. Yeah. <laughs> like so, so just the the fumes of the vermouth went in. Okay. Wow, we are to our most valuable cast moment. So this mm. was this was uh, like um something that happened in a movie that's that sh- shows cast really well or something that happened in a m- movie that made you reflect and a uh, powerful cast moment. So we read Ilobel Isabel Wilkerson's book cast and to just give a if you're unfamiliar with the term cast what we mean is you picture a house and the studs the wood the frame of the house that is cast and then what it what covers it the skin of the house that's like racism right 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 so cast is is the structure right behind everything Okay. So, um, do you want to go? Yes. I have, in no particular order. Right. I have mine. Um, the gentrification scene in Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. when Furious Styles explains gentrification. Um, the deleted bathtub song from Lena Horn in Cabin in the Sky. Uh-huh. She had a song where she was in a bathtub. And it went beyond the bounds of 1943 moral decency to show a black woman in a bubble bath singing. Yeah, I mean, but, what well, sense does that right. make? She's in a bubble, but you can show white women in a bubble bath. Yes. Okay. Um, in Seven Chances, when he sees he sees a woman because the whole movie he has to get married. And he sees a woman walking down the street, and he's excited because he's gonna try to marry her. Which that whole it's, it's a the very problematic premise, premise prob- but yeah. you know. And then when he sees that she's a black woman, he like freaks out. And it's the it's how both things can be true that he's disgusted because she's a black woman, but then also at that time in doing research, it was illegal for him to marry a black woman. That's true. Um, Spider Baby. We had the what we think from our research was the first killing of the black man first, Mantan Moreland. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was he was just dispensed of right away. Um, Bruce Lee's entire film career, he he directed. What did we do? Way of the Dragon. Is that the one that we did of him? And. You know, he was never, yeah, the way of the dragon. He was never able to be who he should have been and the career that he should have right, had. Right. Because he was an Asian man. Um, Pullman porters, mm-hmm. they show up all the time. Emperor Jones, he was a Pullman porter. 
And then we find out that, you know, Pullman Porters, that that was a way where black people were able to move up and get a little piece of that American dream to save up enough money to buy a home and create equity when that was something that people were able to do. And finally, I mean, Hollywood Shuffle. They have that fantastic scene. It's the entire movie, really, but there's that fantastic scene where he gives the tutorial on black acting. And he has the... um, Oh, there's that one great quote. He's like, I can do it in iambic pentameter because he could, like, he's Shakespearean trained, but they're all doing, like, having to be thugs and I'm going to talk like this because yeah. I'm like, and, and, you know, all of that. And it's it's such a hilarious parody on Hollywood that you watch. And it's sad because 30 years later, it's like, man, this is still a little too true. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So those were my cast moments. Christine, you want to go or you want me to go? I can go. I didn't do a lot. Um, a, well, a lot of them were. Bad. Uh, you covered a lot of them, but my overall one was the. The black kids pulling the, the stage. stage that was shaped like a guitar around. Yeah, that little Miss Marker. Then, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then we like. Uh, the entire documentary, the 13th, mm-hmm. right? I think just brings right. a light a lot of things that people don't really, you know, think about in their everyday life. Exactly. It's, it's, um, that movie is great because it connects all of the dots. Yes. And yes. puts it into a way where then it really changes the way that you see things well Mm -hmm. it makes people aware of things that they were not aware of that were just you know like in the in the background like background noise and that's you know it brings it all to light of why why no you're not just gonna go slavery was bad it was a long time ago i'm over it because you're not gonna get over it because of of all the setbacks that it did and then it became um, institutionalized prisons and um, so yeah it mm-hmm. I had a friend who whose husband watched it and he was all about the uh, against Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during the you know during the anthem and and he watched that and he was like his eyes were open I'm not saying he, everything was cleared <laughs> away but at least he had a new vision he had the 13th and all in both documentaries well worth watching and even well worth watching again because the first time it's so overwhelming that it's good to watch again um again reading the book cast because mm-hmm. it's sort of just all of those really just tying it in and it's, i like cast because it it just it kind of just takes away because people get all weird about racism and stuff. But when you talk about it as a caste system and comparing it, it's the same thing. But it sort of puts it just in this light of how like people keeping people in their place. And you see you just see how everything stacks in on top of each other and is part of like this kaleidoscope that it's all intertwined. And even with that book, The Authoritarian Nightmare, how all of that is intertwined. And it's just it's a bunch of it's just people, a lot of people being there are people who they know exactly who they are 
and they they're fine with being right. who they are and having their prejudice and their outlook. But there's a lot of people who are just ignorant and don't realize the interconnectedness of all of it. And then, like you said, like your friend's husband, once they see it, it's kind of, oh, oh, I didn't realize that. Right. I didn't. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, you know, my very first LVP, when the only people of color you see are, are servitude or or um, comic relief. Then that's what that you makes associate with that, and it and it makes it like the um, because I went back to find because we've talked about it a lot. It was the Gone with the Bushes cringe-inducing Hall of Fame, yes, which came from Butterfly McQueen in the very first episode we did of Gone with the Bushes, and then um, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's, the cringe-inducing Hall of Fame. And it's just, it's like that thing that we go through in Seven Chances of how it's this depiction of it. And people just, you get used to seeing certain people in certain roles. And so you don't even question it. And you then you bring that over into everything of like, oh, well, you see a black guy, you just hand him your keys because right. you assume that he's the valet. And it's, it's that sort of thing that is very sneaky of how it gets ingrained where it's not... You think it's not racism, but it's funny to see because we go back in these old movies and to see how it is just the subtlety mm-hmm. of just reinforcing the you know, the greatness of your, the European cultures. Exactly. And stuff. It used to be subtle, people. It wasn't always in your face, just flat out lies in your face. It used to be subtle. Okay. Well, I also have uh, power corrupts. Oh, absolutely. As mm. in A Face in the Crowd. Oh. Great one to go back and watch even now, mm-hmm. especially now. Uh, Emperor Jones. There mm-hmm. were many others that we that we had that um, power corrupts. I mean, just, uh, that's just a whole... You can just go down the list of them. It's just... You yeah. know? I mean, High Jones, Noon? Yeah. Emperor Jones was living the good life, but then he had to... Throne of Blood. Throne of I mean, Blood. I mean, that was Macbeth. Yeah, Emperor Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we are too. And I did this on purpose. I put favorite actor under favorite actress because female actors tend to um, be paid less and and um, have less pull so we're going with actor first okay i have an honorable mention okay oh. i i have to pick while well, you do i have to pick who my favorite is my honorable mention is cary grant in bringing a baby oh he was so good because he's often the you know the romantic com- uh, the rom-com dude but his comic timing in it was unbelievable and he was a dork because he always played the <laughs> suave and debonair um, character. And so in this one, he was just dorky, and I loved it. And you know how uh, at the Oscars, I don't know if Golden Globes do it as much, but often a, an actor will get an award not necessarily for that movie, but for his body of work. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking bodies of work... Can we not 
I mean, come on. So your best actor is Paul Newman. Paul Newman, no matter what. <laughs> I, I loved him in The Young Philadelphians. It was a young Paul Newman. Yes. You saw his charm. You saw those. It was black and white. Yes. It was black and white, and you still saw his baby blues. Yes. He looked fantastic in such The Young Philadelphians. A, such a charming. <sighs> okay. I'm done. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Jeannie, do you have do you have any honorable mentions? I don't have an honorable mention. I just have one. My favorite. Well, I do have an honorable mention. I take that back. I love John Travolta. Yes, and everything. You, yes, you do. I you just go. love him. Um, so we did watch Grease, and I mean he was great in that. But my overall I thought that you're can we just give a shout out to John Travolta's hips in Greece? That deserves that's a, true. That's yeah. our best reheatable. That's true. And it's thought air. he was gonna be my You thought he was gonna be my MVP? Yeah. Our best actor, I did. I mean my can best I Plum. guess? Yeah. Is it Christopher Plummer in The Sound of Music? No. Oh. It's Sid Haig. Oh, See, I thought that was going to be your your honorable mention. Is okay. it for both Spider-Man well, and? Yes, it's because I had never seen or heard of Spider Baby, and so it was fun to watch him as be so much younger. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we watched House of a Thousand Corpses, and I, you know, I love him in that. Mm-hmm. So he was my MVP. Excellent. Excellent. That is excellent. It's a great segue to my honorable mentions because in Spider Baby as well, I thought Lon Chaney Jr. was fantastic in Spider Baby. I mean, what a performance. He could have been in um, the Fifth Avenue movie. He could have been the uh, homeless guy in Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah. He was great in that. He's on my list. Other honorable mentions include Robert Vaughn as Chet in the Young Philadelphians. Yeah, he was good in that. Nerd alert. I recently saw Robert Vaughn. He popped up on an old Law and Order episode that I was watching. And really? I was like, oh, man, he this guy still got it. Look at him. Yeah, he was in The Man from Uncle and I was in love. He in was the just 60s. really good. Um, another shout out. Spike the dog in Old Yeller. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my God. How did I miss that? Good point. Good point. Okay. Robert Shaw in Jaws. Yeah. I mean, the monologue about the USS Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it would be hard to replace him in Jaws. You you just couldn't. Yeah. Okay. And so now I have a tie. I couldn't decide between these two. Oh, I'm trying not to look. One of them I just thought was this. There was this actor, and I knew him from something. And then to see him in this film, I had never thought of him as a as an actor because he had been in a show that was named after him, the Andy Griffith Show. Yes. And then when I saw him yes. in a face in the crowd, I was blown yes. away. Agreed. And also just. I cannot recommend a face in the crowd more highly to people who are, especially if you are just one of these people who are like, how did we find ourselves in this situation? Yeah. And you watch it and it's like, oh, it's always been there. It's always been there. It's always been there. It it's ha- fantastic. Again, it was subtle, not 
in your face as it has been for the last four years. But mm-hmm. yeah. But you you're like, oh, like people were aware of this and were trying to ward us. And we're tra- hey, look what look what this is what I'm seeing, guys. Hey, putting this out there. And then this this maybe it edges it out because he had he had a move that I had to pause, hit record on my phone, send it to my friend. Yes, you did. Because I was like, you need to create a GIF of this moment for me because I love it. And it says so much. I have, I've never connected. I think last week I mentioned um, when the maid was talking on the phone. Oh, and she decided with her feet to, up. Yeah, and she decided to reclaim her time and do like the move of like she was going to put her drink down. This was my, that was my second favorite move. My favorite move was by Tishiro Mufume in Throne yes, of Blood yes. when his wife does something and he just does this <laughs> face. <laughs> and I loved it. And rest assured, listeners, I will be selecting another Tishar. Tashar, Tashiro Mufume film. Good job with the with the third uh, pronunciation. I'm trying because he's fantastic, <laughs> and we're probably gonna. I'm gonna, you know, I'm always gonna sprinkle in some foreign films to to keep us loose and on our toes. Exactly. But that was that's true. You see this guy, and you're just like, man, like he, what a movie star. And it's just sad that there's like the language barrier, and people don't. Because you just watch it, you're like, it's like how we do with Shirley Temple. Mm-hmm. You hear about Shirley Temple, we watch Shirley Temple, we're like, yeah, Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple for a reason. That's how we, um, we introduced Teeny to Paul Newman. Yeah, we were just like, there's just something about this guy. So that move cemented it. I loved it. So he's one of my best actors. Yeah, I mean, he was memes worthy. Just, yeah, I, oh, maybe that should be a new category. Yeah, just worthy. Oh my God, that is a great new category for 2021. It is. Yes. Okay. Uh, We have three new categories for next year. We have cringe inducing Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. You know what we don't have? Your fuck boy. Did you do your fuck boy category? The fuck boy is always going to be Woodrow. It's the Woodrow Wilson fuck boy. Like he's oh, okay. on the. Okay. Like, let's stamp Woodrow Wilson's name right on that. And then as we, as it appears relevant. Okay. There you go. Because you brought Millard Fillmore into the conversation yesterday, which was just. Well, that was just because so <laughs> it was just obscure. And my dad's hair grows to his ear. Like most people have it's their hair doesn't grow a all the way of demarcation. To, yeah, he has no zone of demarcation. And I was cutting his hair and I was like I I need something I needed like those the things that you have like the the women's eyebrow oh, I have to do it like all. the touch of Yeah, I have it all but because he had, that was where the longest hair was and it was just going to flop out like <laughs> and I just said Miller Fillmore. It's a funny name too. Miller it is. Fillmore. It is with no case. It was no case. Because case uh, yeah. are funny, but it has no case. Okay, have we all done our favorite actors? I'm going to look up Miller for mm-hmm. more. So we are to favorite actress. Okay. So my I have two runners up. And then I have a disclaimer on my favorite. Uh-oh. Okay. So Joanne Woodward, yes, for her body of work. The yes, queen. For all about Eve, but mostly for marrying and holding on to Paul Newman. I mean, Paul Newman fell in love with her. 
like that. I mean, come on. And and then remember, because we were all we were always kind of like we wanted to respect her because she's still alive. But we were always, at least I was always like, well, who is this Joanne Woodward? <laughs> and what is that? Was odd. like, what is is Joanne <laughs> Woodward? Oh, this is what we can see behind the scenes. <laughs> behind the scenes. Wireless, you know what? And take an MVP in technology, wireless headphones. Yes. Because yeah. you can get up without ripping the microphone mm-hmm. off the table. I guess. Oh, we're talking about our teeny right now. Um <laughs> Yeah, because Joanne Woodward, you're just like, okay, like she, like who is this woman that he just stayed yeah. married to? Like, and then we saw the, I mean, this wasn't in 2020, but we watched the three faces of Eve. And I, I believe in that episode, you and I were both like, oh, because when you look up pictures of her, I don't want to be critical or anything, but she, like, she's not like Charlize Theron, you no, know? No, she's not. She's not the she Hollywood glamour. She's glamour, beautiful. Blah, 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 boom. She is beautiful in a subtle but way. But it's not the oh my god, you look like you're not human kind of right, thing. Like right. where you're, it's just unattainable beauty. Right, right. And then when you saw her, you kind of see her. She's a great actress, and her personality, and you're kind of like, I get it. Yeah. I get what he saw. Yeah. Because she probably didn't bow down to him. She oh no. Probably just. She was fight. You could tell she had feisty, feisty fightness in her. Okay, so, um, but was she in a movie that we? No, did this I don't think she was because <laughs> I saw All About Eve and I thought it was Three Faces <laughs> of Eve, but All About Eve is Betty Davis. Yeah. So, um, the last let's see, uh, eight minutes of this podcast just just rewind. Never mind. The good thing about Gone with the Bushes is this is an industry term. It's these are evergreen episodes. You can always go back and listen to them. I mean, some of the stuff that we say may may uh, reference political events, but for the most part, these movies are out there for you to go see. So you can feel free to go back in the back catalog at your leisure. That's right. Three Faces of Eve. Um, okay, so my honorable mention was Simone Signore, Signore. Oh, Les Diaboliques. From Les Diaboliques. Mm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was amazeball. She really was. Talk about a, a dame. Uh, okay, so my disclaimer is that my favorite actress, again, wasn't in, in a movie that we did this year, but she was... <laughs> Ma. Ma. I gotta go with it. I Simone Signore. Signore. Oh, Les Diaboliques. From Les Diaboliques. Mm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was amazeball. She really was. Talk about a, a dame. Uh, okay, so my disclaimer is that my favorite actress, again, wasn't in, in a movie that we did this year, but she was... <laughs> Ma. Ma. I gotta go with it. I am. Crystal. And she actually came oh, on yeah. our podcast. Well, you could say that, so your favorite actress is Crystal Joy Brown. Yes. Crystal Joy Brown. 
I I will second that because I actually saw her performance in 2020. Whereas yes. you and Teeny saw it in 2019. No, we, no, we didn't. We saw it in 2020. Oh, that's that's right. the last time we saw each other. Or the shit hit the fan and she was getting sick that day. And after that day, I felt sick. And uh-huh. but um so it was it was coming. Um well later uh, the next week she thinks that she had a touch of COVID. Okay. And um and I came back from New York and I was feeling poorly as well. And remember I was already on the case about who could I forget. But anyway, Crystal Joy Brown is my female actress of the year. And I think you should be able to find the performance on Peacock. It's in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I know that I made sure to watch it when it came on in Los Angeles because I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be on it. And I was so excited that of all the numbers, they, they did the Skylar sisters and I could see her. Yeah. And I was like, oh my, this is so crazy. And I didn't text her, but I wanted to because I was like, she's probably getting so many texts right now. I'm like, I'm oh, not she would have loved to. it. I was just like, oh, yeah. Because she was in a movie this year. One Royal Holiday, a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, I had friends who we socially distanced and watched it. And I sent her a picture of it. And she was so thrilled that, that we were watching wow. it and that we co- contacted her. So, yes, be looking in the future for anything that Crystal Joy Brown is in. I mean, that's because that's, that's like Broadway. That's Hamilton. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big uh, role. And when you have seen someone who was your son's friend in in elementary school, uh, you've seen this little girl in elementary school, and then you see her on the Broadway stage in the biggest Broadway production there is. That's pretty. That's yeah. that's pretty. Oh, it was incredible, wasn't it? So much fun, and we got to go backstage. We got to be on the stage where it happened. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, other people's actresses. I did jump. Christine, jump ahead. Well, it's hard to beat that, but I put Thelma Ritter. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And she was in Rear Window and Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk. Uh huh. And I just, I never really seen anything with Thelma Ritter in it. And so I, I really enjoyed both of her performances. Yeah, she's always a sassy broad. I mean, she was. This isn't. This is in 2019, I believe, that we did Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. But she stole the scene yeah. in Miracle on 34th Street, and I think that was that was one of her first big things. And she's this older woman, and Thelma Ritter. I to me, okay, God, this may be controversial, but I feel like Frances McDormand is having the career that Thelma Ritter. Was robbed of. Yes. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Of ju- and I like France. Like no, I'm not taking anything away. And I don't think Frances McDormand would even. She would be like, no, oh, I love this right. comparison. Right. right. But it's it's just how times have evolved and stuff that it's just that no nonsense. This woman is just saying it how it is, and yet you would think that with every. It would just be, oh, that's just Thelma Ritter being Thelma Ritter. But it's Thelma. But then it, she is that character, too. You yeah. Just, so that's yeah, a great Yeah, she's one. my favorite quote. Do you want an answer or an argument? Mm-hmm. She's just, yeah, that's great. I love that. I love the, 
Thelma Ritter energy. And, and we are bringing that to life now in 2021. People, there are people listening. Well, I mean, you know, more than our 13 who never heard of Thelma Ritter and they have something to look forward to. Yeah. Google Thelma Ritter and then see what episodes we've done where she's in it and how we gush. All right. Is it time for me? Yes. All right. Well, this is this was really hard to pick down one because this yes. is a murderer's row of actresses here, and there's so many actresses that I didn't even put on here that I will feel like if I go through the list and be like, I got, I yeah, oh, what I forgot yeah. about. So okay, because I'm looking, I'm like, oh, rear window, Grace Kelly isn't on here. What, what I am know. I thinking? Uh, and her right. fashion. I mean, that would be. I know. know. I almost okay, put Grace Kelly as that'll be a runner up. That would be a runner up for me. I didn't yeah. know about Grace yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Grace Kelly! It, it, she was just one of those actresses where she just like bursts on the scene, and then she's I'm off to marry I'm a prince marry in Monaco. A prince. I'm yeah. out. Bye bye. I'm a princess. Deuces. Yeah. Bye bye. People. I think. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like shit on Meghan Markle, but like Meghan Markle was no Grace Kelly, well, career wise, right? You know, right, right. So, yeah, like, oh, we Grace- are not we are not a shitting on Meghan Markle family. No, not at all, at all, not at all. But just it's the, not the a comparison. Of yeah, giving up a career in um, Hitchcock films. I mean, and then part of that isn't Meghan Markle's fault. She doesn't have the eye color and the skin color right. to be in the position right. to be a Grace Kelly. Right. But, but yeah. she had the right stuff to catch Harry. Okay. Oh. All right. So, honorable mention, actresses, Angela Bassett, Boys in the Hood. Angela Bassett, anything. I mean, but she was only in this movie that we did. So I had to, I mean, she just that thing. Again, her body of work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you think just for the scene alone of you're cute, but you're not special. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's what uh, Lady Bridgerton, Bridgerton needed to say to the Duke of Suffolk. But she's. Being suffocated. Yeah, but she's it. not Angela Bassett. No, so it's true. Okay. you you can't ask like you can't ask a, a Camry to do what a Porsche does. Well said. Right? Ooh, that might be the quote of the okay. second. Betty Davis and all about Eve. How did I not have Betty Davis on my list? I mean. Betty Davis in all of her Betty oh Davis. And this was this was a true Betty Davis vehicle. True Betty Davis vehicle for the youngins. If any youngins are listening to this, this movie, All About Eve, was I believe it was written and directed. I know it was directed by Joseph L. Mankowitz, who is the brother of Mank on Netflix. Oh. That wrote Citizen Kane. So the guy that was in Ozark, that was the brother in Ozark, remember? Yeah. yeah. He was playing the brother in Mank. That's the guy that did oh, All About it. Eve. Got it. So Mank, if you're listening to this podcast, Mank is a great movie to go in because there's 
there's other people that I'm going to mention later that's also appear very briefly in Mank. And you're like, what? Mm. Okay. All right. Catherine Hepburn for How- bringing up baby. I know. Yeah. I know. That is true. I, yeah, Catherine Hepburn. You can't. Yeah. It's. It's one yeah. of those things where you like you hear you hear about these women, and I think we're getting to the age now where people, because I'm getting older, and I know remember when I was younger, I would hear about Katherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn, and I would always yeah. get the two confused. I've separated them in my mind, but now people younger than me, they may be hearing Katherine Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn, getting confused, mm-hmm. and why do I know this Katherine Hepburn? And you watch Bringing Up Baby, and it may not hit with other people you know it may not you you may not be find it that it tickles your fancy the way that some other people it does but it's one of those things where you see it and you're like i i kind of see why she's a star and and the thing i love about old movies is that you hear i would always hear about these people and then you see it and it's never how i expected that Mm -hmm. they would be but then you see like how like oh that's why they are what they are exactly yeah i think like with the old with like the hepburns and the grace kelly's like if you weren't alive then you just kind of see pictures of them and are like oh okay they just like them because they looked like this right but like they're actually you know they were actually doing like they were talented mm-hmm. they and, had a certain je ne sais quoi and it's what the camera with you know the camera loves that person there are people who are great but the camera not on you know like there are stage actors who cannot go to film Mm -hmm. because the camera doesn't love them the way the stage did the way my body it's just you have to take it because with motion pictures it's motion so there's a physicality that Mm -hmm. also comes into play with these movies it's you can see a picture of somebody and be like well, they're not like they're okay. Right. Like I, I see that they're attractive and stuff, but then when you see them moving and talking again, Catherine Hepburn was not a was not a. She was a very severe looking woman. Yeah, she wasn't a great. No beauty. lips. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't have lips. I know, but just she just had like when I think of her, I think of severe. Like, you know, she had just very severe facial features. Right, right. Very like you're just like, oh, that's huh. Like Grace Kelly is somebody who you're just, oh, you just you just show a picture just to, gorge. and anybody's gonna be like, oh my gosh, yeah. she's she's great. Charlize Theron, Grace Kelly. But we're talking about blonde, blue-eyed people, and that goes into the whole, you know, European standard of beauty. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to see people who are outside of that. Yes, yes. Which brings me to my second runner-up. Patricia Neal for a face in the crowd and HUD. HUD, she was so good in, cause I ne- yeah okay. And she was great. Oh yeah, that was another one I was thinking of. I couldn't remember. She might have been my actual MVP. Right, because she's so. Oh, she- no no no. Okay, she'll be my runner up because I didn't see Face in the Crowd. That was before. That was BC. Mm-hmm. BC. 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 Before Christine. Um. And then also her backstory, she was married to Ronald Dahl, who, yeah, he has a, but you know, was a child's author, yeah, but I mean, probably anti Semitic. Yeah, his books were fun. But then but, remember, yeah. she lost a, a child, like one child went into a coma, and oh, she yeah. lost another child, and then she herself was in a coma, and yeah. she like came back so from it. Much, yeah. I'm just like, damn, Patricia Neal. 
And again, not when you see her face, not on iconic beauty. But there's just no. So but I wanted to. Her. I wanted to be her. Yeah. yeah, walking around barefoot, like she just. She owned just a badass. She yeah. was comfortable in her own skin. Comfortable yeah. enough to to go, Paul Newman, you're not gonna rape me tonight. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like turn down Paul Newman. Yeah. You know? And you believed it. And in a face in the crowd, you believed that she was like an NPR style reporter. Yeah. yeah. Going out and just fantastic. Uh, oh man. Okay, so, so we haven't gotten to your your best yet. My best. Oh my god, that Someone, was. I know. I'm sorry, but if you watch Mank, very ever so briefly, they appear. This is a woman that I would like to pick more movies of hers. Go ahead, Norma Shearer. Oh, oh yeah, she. Uh, that, I love Norma Dynamic Shearer. personality. Yeah. What a di- what a firecracker! Not blonde, but I but she did have like crystal blue eyes that uh, maybe impeded her her success because they were so blue that it was hard for in black and uh, white to like yeah, them. Yeah. Um. She married Irving Thalberg, who was a boy genius, and he died of very young at MGM and you know like who knows but she just had this great comedic timing. She did indeed. Just she this did. great refreshing it was a pre the divorce is a pre-code film which means they could talk about things like sex, abortion, homosexuality, divorce. divorce. I mean, divorce was a no-no back in yes, the day. Yes, all of these things and just it's just so refreshing and you're just like oh my why isn't she? But then when you read about people, you'll they'll drop her name in thing, mm-hmm. you know, and be mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay. So she's one of those respected artists for people in the know. And when you watch the divorce day, you're just like, this who is this woman? Oh my god! Exactly. You're welcome, because I'll bet, I'll bet, two hundred forty-six of our two hundred forty-seven listeners last month. Don't even know who she is. But man, she's probably like the Sandra Bullock before San like yes. she could have been, you yes. know? Again, yes. Yeah, I enjoyed her. So she was your prim your creme de la creme. She was my favorite actress. Well done. Your what? diamond your diamond of the season. Yes. My diamond of the season. Ah. Okay. I um, was going to have our least favorite actor and actress, but that seemed a bit rude for the last four years we've been. And so we decided, why would we do that? I mean, I kind of did it in my LVPs, you know, with Kirk right. Douglas. Yeah. Right. And- right. So we're not And gonna- it was hard. It, it's always hard to see, like, uh, for me, this is why my uh, – critic my film criticism career never took off at drexel because i i could never it's so hard to make a film that i can never completely hate something right and like a lot of the people they may not have had the role they wanted or like you know maybe it wasn't the right role for them it's cast they wanted mm-hmm. to. They wanted to change it a little bit, but the director, director wouldn't let that happen. Like films are, yeah, guys. Films are so collaborative. 
that and so much goes into them right that when you you get like there's some on my list that they probably shouldn't be on my list but they they kind of are for just various reasons right people are doing the best they can with the situation they've been mm-hmm. given shout out to all teachers right now because yeah, making a film is like teaching. Yeah, you. He, this is these are your constraints. People aren't going to know your constraints. They're only going to see your end product. Good luck. Yeah, because at the beginning of the pandemic, how the teachers just went virtual. Um. So that was uh, Adam, uh, and we don't know what that was. But I'm going to go on with my thought that I had, which was at the beginning of the pandemic, all the parents were, thank you, teachers. You are the best. You're doing everything. And now the teachers are not, um, not wanting to go back without a vaccine. They're lazy. They don't want to do their jobs there. So teachers, you're doing the best you can with what you got. Keep going. Yeah. We are to our least favorite movie. Yeah, we did go there, mm-hmm. but we have reasons for them. Not We're not just saying it was junk. Yeah, exactly. Christine? Okay. Well, it's going to be good. I love it. I love it. At first, I put seven chances, mm-hmm. but it's... Not for the reasons you may think, but now looking back, it is for the reasons you should think. But mostly it was because I was like, what the hell is that movie? I couldn't remember a thing about it. I couldn't remember what the plot was. I couldn't remember who was in it. I had no idea. But now that you have brought up a couple of things, I remember. But it's still, it's going to stay in my least favorite category just for the premise and the the overallness it's it's racism and yeah the quote like i picked it just because of that chase scene of the of the pure physical comedy of buster keaton but i can't it's one of those things where i can admire that but i'm not going to i'm not going to stand and defend everything else about that like i can look at the at, at the technically what he was right. doing comedically right and see okay yeah that that like the whole chase that chasing is incredible oh my gosh it's hilarious and hysterical it is it's a great youtube clip like yeah. that that thing yeah. is a great youtube clip to watch when you watch the whole movie you're kind of confronted with all of these things of like what like why and i remember it because this was after george floyd i just wanted a comedy yeah if you listen to the podcast i'm so irritated because i have to deal with all of this other stuff right that goes with it and it's not even just the racism part it's the fact that he has to get married and like he is he's the bachelor and he is going around giving roses or not giving roses as it is. And, and every woman would want to be his bride. Yeah. You know, yeah. Come like, on. but that's kind of what Bridgerton is. I mean, look, I enjoyed watching Bridgerton, but at the same time, yeah. I'm like, these guys, Oh, how do they have their dukedoms and all their money? All their money is coming from <laughs> like, it's coming from, from the backs of the workers. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 
there's slavery going on across oh, yeah. the ocean and they're getting rich off of it and they're able to like oh i have to get married because i was seen with a man in a you were seen with a man in a alone garden. in a garden yeah. and now you have to get married look i enjoyed it because i was able to to disconnect that part of my brain and be like okay this is how it is but the other part of my brain is like fuck this yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that is kind of the point of it. Right. Exactly. You no, know, I don't think it's like, it's not like this was made in 1940 where like everybody actually right. felt like that. Like we're able to take a step back and be like, fuck that. The right. reason that I, I watched it, because I wasn't going to watch it, but then when I saw that Shonda Rhimes was behind mm-hmm. it, that did change it for me. When I saw the Duke, I said, okay, good. Hey, yeah. Cool. When, yeah. I, when I said it was Shondaland, I was like, I, yeah. I, I will. Right. I, okay. Like, it kind of gave it a stamp on it. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, we know that you're going to, like, but it's okay. Yeah. And that's, that There's matters. There's going to be lots of sex. And so there was that. And you're like, okay. All right. The queen's black. I'm yeah. in. But there was a, she was. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Charlotte was a yeah, touch of black. Yeah. I haven't finished. I haven't finished. I'm only on okay. more. Okay. okay. Oh man. We're not we're not spoiling anything for you. There's more sex. A lot more. Okay, so you did your least favorite. No, I didn't finish. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That was my a little tipsy. Original. So my overall, this might be controversial based on some of the things that I've heard today. (laughs) I love it. The young Philadelphians. It just didn't do it for me. It was alone. That is okay. It was boring. I had a hard time paying attention. I couldn't tell you a single thing about what the plot was, other than the park was there. There was a park. I had to Google it. I knew it was black and white, hot Paul Newman. I had yeah. to Google what the rest I was, was like, oh, okay, Paul Newman's boring. Cool. This is like. Okay, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm going to. I mean, that, you know, that was my first. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm going to say. That was her first. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. It was. But I'm going to say you're welcome mm-hmm. for not being able to really relate to um, in-laws who are way too involved in your life. Oh, okay. That's true. I've had a lot of in-law talk with some people this week, and I can appreciate that. Oh, look at that. Well, I would just say that... Wait. We all decided I'm the lucky one. Let me bask. Oh, she's the lucky let me one. Bask. Give oh, me a moment. I will let you bask. We'll give you a moment. Oh man! Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. I, I think you just won Christmas, Christine. Congratulations! <laughs> and my birthday—that was my Everything. birthday present. New Year, you're welcome. You're pretty much set for a good five, ten years. Thirteen oh, listeners. Oh. Did you hear? I I was. I, she was. Like she was the fi- she was the best. It really it, it really is that like the whole civil rights <laughs> people will get mad at this, but you know the. The work that was behind the scenes Wait, to get to where lighter? we are. I got to get a lighter and light it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's but I will say, Christine, because, you know, I love I'm so happy that you that you do this show with us. I think that it has taken us in a completely Agreed. awesome direction. 
Um, but agreed. the one thing that I'm sad about is that you weren't with us for the first two months of the Paul Newman because we did the hustle. Like we, know, we really we burned through best all of his we best did. like black and white oh, films, girl. like the hustler yeah. and all those. So the young Philadelphians, it's on my list as well, just because it was just, but because it's not one of his greatest, but you get to see, and I think you did see, like, you you know, you get to see Paul yeah, Newman. I mean, I like, saw oh. him. But it's not a great film. No, it wasn't. Not my type, but yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't Cool Hand Luke, which was, come Or on. The Hustler. The Hustler. But she says, but you know what, Paul Newman name it might not be her, her type. Well, Hobbs. Yeah, so that's fair enough. And he, what else? We need to go looking. Yeah, no, that was my overall. Nice. Okay, am you I doing my? my least? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. Okay, you go. Was that was that Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> I'm very Catherine Hepburn. My two least, and it's hard because I mean, movies are movies are movies, but my two are our last two we did. Recency bias. Uh, Susan slept here in Little Miss Marker. It could be because my 68 brain, 68 year old brain remembers them. Yes, but yeah. it is the fact that female. Yeah, you you really didn't like that. Are left yeah. with males. What can go wrong? Yeah. Yes. What could go wrong? That's all I have to say about my least favorite. Aaron. All right, let's just breeze through my first two least favorites. Uh, Old Yeller. Just what? Only because wow. the dog dies. Yeah, come it's, on. It's, come I mean, on. Come it on. Yeah. Several days of crying. Yeah. Same with Crooklyn. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mom dies. And then get to what my brother's favorite action film was. Okay, this movie I actually like, but it's what it's what we are saying. When you think about it, it kind of becomes problematic, and there are things of it that. It's just one of these films where it isn't so much because, okay, we did a lot of great films. It's really hard for me to say like a least favorite, like, you know, like Old Yeller and Crooklyn, I say, because they made me cry throughout right, the whole movie. Right. Yeah. This movie, I, lo- I really enjoyed watching it, but there were things, there were aspects of it that I thought could have been better and when I was thinking about the plot of it, much as you with your Christine, your seven chances of like, well, wait, what is this movie about? Actually, it made me put it on its list. And also, I mentioned it already in my LVP because of the title. And that would be Sorcerer. Uh, yeah, because it, it just gives you a whole false. I mean, they, they were fugitives. They go to this jungle place and then they have to. You know, there was all, a really good scene in it. it. I mean, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. But I have problems with like when I think about, wait, what is this movie really about? It's, it's all these European guys go. They're criminals going to this place yeah. and then this jungle place. So, and, you know, the native inhabitants aren't. They aren't featured in it. It's no. this place where people go like where European people go t- to escape. All the trouble that they've gone through. Would that be like Brazil and uh, anywhere in South America for the Nazis? I'm just saying 
Boys of Brazil could be on the 2021 list. I I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. So that the Young Philadelphians is on my list. Boring. Because I did. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, wait, what happened in this? I had to Wikipedia it. Then I'm going through the list. Even though I put Robert Bond as a great performance, right, it was. But that. when you go through the plot of it, you're, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a boring movie. Well, lucky you. But it was boring. But I got to see black and white Paul New young Paul Newman. And, like, yeah. that's what, yeah. Yeah. like I said, when I did these going with the bushes, when I went through what we did in 2020, I was like, damn, we got bangers in here. Yeah. It was hard Agreed. to pick a movie that I didn't, that I, but Young, you know, young Philadelphians was one that kind of, you know, I was nodding my head off to, you know, like, wait. And I couldn't remember what happened when I see the title. Okay, so truth be told, for me, with Young Philadelphians, I just watched Paul Newman. That's what I did. But then I was really irritated with the in-law situation. Yes. But that's what you relate to what you relate to because of where you are in your life. Yeah. 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 And then my final least favorite film was just just because of just the dirtiness and the griminess yeah. of it. Which was the whole point of it. Yeah. But... And like honorable mention for uh, Dustin Hoffman performances and John Voight, uh, yeah, John Voight as well. But really, Dustin Hoffman because oh, yeah. I'm I'm a big Dustin Hoffman fan. But Midnight Cowboy, man, just when he's on the bus, you feel like you eyes, after you're you. just like, yeah. oh my god, you know he's got lice and and oh. several other things living on his body. And I don't remember when exactly we did. That was early on. That was early on because I think that was like my first pick. You're welcome. No, I'm glad that we did it. It it was it's just just yeah the, it was after throwing a blood it was yeah, yeah it was, I think it was like after yeah, yeah you know the pandemic and we're and it's just just how just and you know what this is, again this is an indictment on the person it's an indictment on me of not wanting to see just poor people just the whole yeah. idea yeah. of what people just, go through just, how, just to be able to yeah eat. just to survive and yes. just to eat yeah. and it was just a, i mean it's on my list because it's a downer like crooklyn and old yeller it's a downer and that's on me it doesn't like i can see fundamentally film wise how midnight cowboy is a great film and how it, it was, i'm not saying it shouldn't be seen it was, and we it did it in like May, early May. So it was a weird time. Yeah. Yes. It was just hard for me to. I just didn't. I guess I should say I just didn't enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. That's what my least MVPs are. Are the film Fair that enough. I enjoyed well, the least. Yes. And I remember Midnight Cowboy when it came out. 69 probably. Um, yeah. It was. The film, yeah, 1969, Josh Schlesinger. I went to see with some friends who also weren't invited to the senior prom. It was rated X. Oh. It, but it was the first crossover film, mm -hmm. a crossover between X and Extreme R. Because, yeah, there was sex in it, but, I mean, if you look at it now, 
an X rating? Are you kidding me? Yeah. But um, so, I mean, Bridgerton alone with the, oh the humping and yeah. all of that. Like, I'm watching this with my mother. The butts. The, the oh naked butts. Yeah. So, um, but but so that was a, an appeal of it, that it was an X film that was kind of a crossover because it wasn't just porn. It, really very little porn. It, it was, was very there was little. A, yeah, there was a a movie behind it. Well, and, and it showed, like, we, you know, a lot of the movies that we see, it's always rich people and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it did show, like, a grittiness. And I don't want to dissuade anyone from seeing it. I think it's a very important movie to see. It's just I enjoyed it the least exactly. of the films that we did. If you're going for a feel-good movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. It's not. That's what I take because I have a very hard time of saying like something is a bad film. Even Wonder Woman 1984, which just did not hold my it, attention as much okay. as I wanted it. Yeah, Adam yeah. was like, we Adam kept saying we have to watch this, and then I got home last night from work, and he was like, I watched Wonder Woman, and it was really boring. And it's so sad for me because I love Gal Gadot. I love her Chris Pine. being Wonder Woman. How can you go she's wrong a, with Chris she's Pine? She's the best Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like we are lucky to have her as a Wonder Woman. Agreed. Um, Kristen Wiig, I thought she did what she could do with that role. Pedro Pascal? Yeah, but it just didn't work. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's... And, and I don't want to be the chorus of people saying... Because I see how it can be enjoyable in this utter chaos of what the fuck is this yeah. kind of thing but yeah it, yeah i don't want the to, i don't want the failure of it to be on Kristen wig and that's what i'm afraid is going to like, happen i think i feel like or anybody involved because it's such a i just want him to try again yeah chris pine is above it because you know like he was already dead so it's okay yeah but um yeah it, it is because it's just it's so hard. Like, I don't think that people understand unless you've tried to make something yourself and not not saying that you don't understand it. But it is so much goes into it that is beyond your control. Exactly. And maybe it's one of those things where maybe we would have loved it if we were in a theater with other. That's people. exactly it, what I'm thinking. It's all of these things where that that is. The like entertainment and movies. Black Panther came out when it did. Yes. When you could be in a theater with other people and it was like, oh my God, this is so great. But yeah, on the small screen. Yeah. So they did what they could do with what they had again. Yeah, just they did like the teachers. Like, every, like nobody goes to make a movie when they're like, we're going to make a movie and it's going to suck. Yeah. Nobody ever does nobody that. Nobody looking like Gal Gadot is going to go into a movie going, I want this to bomb. Yeah, everybody goes in with the best intentions and sometimes it doesn't work out because it's very, very hard to capture lightning in a bottle. And sometimes people do. And, and that's great. why we review these films for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to watch all of these four times 48. You can, you can just listen to us. To. Yeah. And we'll throw in little asides. That's right. All right. Now, we, we're, we're almost at the end of our doubles. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie of the year. I would like a little bit of a drum roll because we did have a response. Thank you, Christine. 
Thank you. Yes. We did have a fan let us know her favorite movie we've done of 2020. Thank you, Megan, for letting us know your fan favorite movie this year was Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. Thank you, Megan, for that. Okay, other people, I have a I have a five list. Well, go for it. That I'm okay. Now, we did have Adam say you're that we should... Yeah, you're going to start at the bottom, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. That we should do our favorite action movie. Because we did a few, which is, I mean, three women. You're welcome doing uh, action movies. <clears throat> Mine is a sentimental favorite because I used to watch it with my dad. And so anytime it came on, you would go, Guns of Navarone, I would run into the little... Oh, so you had seen it before. <laughs> little, Yeah, the little bedroom that had been made into his TV room. With all the golf clubs? With all the golf clubs, and he was able to have his own room air conditioner in there, and he could just shut out all the women. <laughs> and so I would run in, and, you know, no matter where it was, we could pick up the movie because we'd seen Guns of Navarone so frequently. Guns of Navarone is my favorite, and it... Uh, my favorite action movie, and it was my number five of my favorite movies this year. Nice. We have done, uh, I have done my favorite action movie. Has everybody done their favorite action movie? My favorite action movie will be in my top five. Great. Okay. Okay. My favorite action movie, I'm going to go, not sure if it is actually an action movie, Ocean's Eleven. That's good. Yes, I'm calling it as an ocean as an action movie, and my uh, MVP should have been Las Vegas, but we were gonna yes. remember we I'm did Ocean's so Eleven. So sad I didn't think about that. And we were gonna be That's in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Okay, so I can't take away my my MVP because it was Stacey Abrams, but my yeah, under that is gonna be Las Vegas. Got it. Yes. That it's just it it boggles my mind, and I remember when we were recording this, and in the back of my mind, I was like, "Coronavirus." <laughs> you were because I was so proud of myself for entertaining the idea of not having a Christmas here, and going, "Okay, yeah, we can do that differently," and we ended up doing it differently, but not in Las Vegas. But it worked. Yep. And we are all still alive. <laughs> okay. So my favorite action movie and my uh, fifth on my list of favorite movies was Guns of Navarone because it was such a sentimental one for me. Okay. So do you have any honorable mentions? These are my honorable mentions. Well, she has a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah. TV, do you have any honorable mentions? Yes. Outside of my top five, my honorable mention is one of them, mm-hmm. and that's Alphaville. Alphaville, oh, yes. Which, like, I just kind of picked on a whim, but I actually enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've done that several times mm-hmm. this year. Almost just every like time. Pick something out of your butt, and it was a really mm-hmm. good movie. Mm-hmm. 
That's, that's why we love you. Good for me. That's all your okay. My honorable mentions: High Noon. It had a it had a tight window span. I recommend watching it because it had a deadline, and it's almost like a real time one of those real time movies. Where it's like, all right, in two hours, this shit is gonna pop off. Well, that's true. And you go around it, and it had, and it also had Grace Kelly in it. It had Gary Cooper in it. And it's like, oh, I get, I get Gary Cooper's appeal. Okay, um, and it's just this running time thing. And I remember really being impressed by High Noon. Of oh, this is surprising. Yeah. Okay. My second and third are Rear Window and Psycho. Yeah. The, like Rear Window was great because of the when we did it in the quarantine of and we that's how I was. Yeah. Looking and all I would do was would look peek out of my screen door and see people and and just how great it was and Thelma Ritter. Yeah. And then Psycho is Psycho's fucking psycho. Like psycho. if you ever watched it, go watch it. It's yeah, great. Psycho. I oh go on no go ahead no you're not done with your honorable mentions yeah I'm not but you can you can interject no I'll go with mine after okay and then a face in the crowd because as we've said before if you find yourself just what happened like just a face in the crowd Andy Griffith in a light you've never seen I had to look it back up to go what was the face in the crowd oh yeah okay Mm -hmm. I totally remember. Somebody else that he had directed. Oh, Ilya Kazan on the waterfront oh, yeah. directed it. So, yeah. you know. I could have been a contender. Exactly. And then go read into Ilya Kazan because it's one of those. Because, th- you know, it's history. Everything is complicated. So, Ilya Kazan and the naming of names and the Red Scare and all of that. Ooh, and it's yeah. it's this the list of un-American yeah, activities. Yeah, whole, that whole thing and... And it's one of those things where if you think that you know what you would have done in that situation, do you really? Like, I don't know. It's crazy. I had a come to Jesus moment in Germany when we were in our second apartment and we were like in the rafters of that apartment building. So that our only windows were the ones that we could lift out from the roof. But I I was a baby. You were a baby. Okay. And there was a farm behind us, and uh, twice a year they would clean out the barn, which was, uh, wow, olfactory overload. Just smelling. But I remember thinking, if I were in here during the Nazi time, and they could come to me and go, either tell me who is hiding Jews, or I'm going to take your baby away. I was like, yeah, I would. I he's would be, hiding Jews. Yeah, he's hi- exactly. Like, yeah, you don't want to think about it that way. But when it but comes it was down it comes to, to that moment of, I have this brand new baby, and would I give her up? And my baby looks like she has jaundice. Well, there was that issue that I didn't even bring into it because they would have taken you. There was would have been like they you traitor in the. In the horse loft, I mean, in the the water trough or whatever. So, yeah, but it is a moment of what would you do if it all came down to that? Mm -hmm. It's it's between your child and telling a neighbor 
And, right. And if it's between you and telling a neighbor, that's different. But your child. Your child. Yeah. Yeah. Your innocent little baby mm-hmm. in her crib. That, that's, like, that's deep. And that's what they go on. Of, of like, you have to make those right. choices. And it's real easy to be above it and be like, oh, no. I know what I would do. But then. When you're looking at your. And I don't even have a kid. So yeah. I can only imagine where you're just like, that's my kid. What? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Ooh. Sorry, Jewish neighbors. So, is that your? Is that all of your? um... No, I have a face in the crowd, and then my final honorable mention is Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, Ma knocked out her headphones. We're at that portion. She can't put them in correctly. Ma, I'm back. All right. Yes, those are my honorable mentions. I mean, I face the crowd, Hollywood Shuffle. Can't believe but that's it. not your all. Uh, no, no, that's your. Okay. My honorable. I do have honorable, more honorable mentions. I am ready. Rear window. Yes. Because I had never heard of that Alfred Hitchcock film. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And Throne of Blood because. <gasps> That was the first, I feel like it's like the first um, foreign film I've seen that I've paid attention to. Oh, wow. With subtitles and such? Yeah. You have to read and pay attention? And it was like peak quarantine time. Mm-hmm. We watched. I watched it in bed in the afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? It does. That's how I feel. She about just won Christmas. <laughs> I know she did. Okay. So, my honor. So, are we going to go like five, five, four, four? Like what your five is? And then she's, and then Christine says her five. <laughs> well, mine are in no particular order. So, oh, okay. There you okay. go. All right, so I'm gonna go. go with my four, three, two. Okay, go ahead. So my four is both of the documentaries we did, Thirteenth and All In: Fight for Democracy. Correct. Very important. Yes. Just, just go watch them. Moonlight. Oh yes, you. Yes. I did love because okay, so the elementary school teacher in me, you would see those. Kids that were just so damaged. Mm. And you try to reach something in them, but you knew that like, yeah, I can only do so much. And then next year they were in with, you know, 30 others. And hopefully the teacher would see yeah. something in there that they needed. But but they probably didn't because you're like sizing up. And it's like, if they get this teacher, then maybe then I can tell her like, uh, oh, th- hey, and I would. But yeah. if and they teachers don't. would do that. Yeah, they would. They would, they would go. Okay, I have this damaged kid. I'm going to give him to this teacher because I know she can deal with damaged kids. But she's probably going to get six other damaged kids. Yeah, so, so it's just it just starts to be a lottery of, like, you it just is. hope that he wins the yeah. lottery. And you do the best you can up. do with what you got. Yeah. It's um, triage. And Lady Diabolique. Oh, that was such mm, a good movie. movie. Such a good movie. Uh, there were so many layers there. And yeah, so that was my number two. Those were my 
Okay, so you're going to hold off your I'm final I'm going to hold off my final. I'm sure it's a surprise to everyone. Okay. Teeny, do you want to do your or like do you have a final? Because we don't want to put you on a just I just figured it out. Okay. I know what your final is now. Everybody knows what I I knew what her final was. I thought I might know what your final was, but I don't want to be You don't. You don't. (gasps) Oh tell her. My number four was the divorcee. Oh Yes. 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 I'm not sure why I put that as my number four, so I'm not going to go into the specifics, but apparently I liked it. It was just a fun movie. And yeah. it was a female movie. Yeah, it in was Norma this, Shear. In she this was time. Yeah. yeah, she was headlining it. She was in charge. It was pre-code, so there was a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, were like, Norma Shear. Okay. Right. Yeah, she was yeah. doing what she wanted to do. My number three was Grease. Yes. Of course. Well, I mean, I... I could sing that soundtrack while I'm cooking dinner for. Yeah. Um, and, and John Travolta and Channing Tatum. Stalker Channing Tatum. Stalker Channing Tatum. Yes. Stalker Channing Tatum only. Oh. Okay. oh. Yeah, that's that is the <laughs> premiere. Uh, what is that game show? <laughs> It's had Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. Stalker Channing Tatum O'Neill. That is the perfection one. Stalker Channing Tatum. Okay, that's right. My number three is Psycho. Yes. I love a good... Um, my number two is Hamilton. <gasps> uh-huh. and I, I didn't put it as my number one because like the movie was not the same as like agreed you know it's, as what we shared like the movie was fine the movie was fine I shared mm-hmm. during a pandemic yes no it was before no, it that it was I had I had never heard of coronavirus when we saw that I yeah. had of course you had <laughs> yeah but I had it. I know. I know you all had it, so I didn't say anything. And we yeah. were we were up in the bars, we were in the restaurants. It was great. We were, we were, we were in the Ubers. How many bars were we in that night? So many. And four. You luckily said, uh, dude, we're getting out here because we can walk faster than you can drive us. Mm-hmm. And that's, we got that's New in, York teeny. We got in our Six row orchestra seats, right in time, where they could. Stand. We did not. We didn't sanitize them or anything. We didn't sanitize anything. She got us half what half time, which half is time. Yeah, half half time wines, intermission <laughs> drinks. Yes. This, yep. Big ones. Yeah, and I remember the big ones. I was like, oh my. And God. I laughed. <laughs> her singing. Uh, that she's burning his letters, and I'm going, Christine, she's gonna think I'm laughing at her, but you just told me I'm gonna do way worse than that to your son. And um, and she said she didn't even notice, so so yeah, that was my number two. I'm sorry, okay, oh all right, What's all right, your number so one? my number five is Le Diabolique. That's oh. my- Yes, I enjoyed it tremendously. Jean-Luc Godard. I mean, he I is an too. icon that of was filmmaking, amazing. but 
even nevertheless, I was Blair. Yes, I was just I was just like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Look at this guy. Who is this? Who is this woman? The wicker basket. That wicker basket would not hold that body. I'm just saying. It wouldn't, but it it just had the twists and turns, and I'm like, oh, this is why Jean-Luc Godard is Jean-Luc Godard. And then you find out that that woman. There was the blonde teacher. That's why how Nina Simone came up with her name was exactly. Nina Simone. Oh my gosh. So many interactions. Okay, and then my number four most enjoyable movie is my brother's best pick. It was on your list. It was The Guns of Navarone. Oh. It was People. so much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. What Gregory Peck. You oh. have Anthony Quinn. Yep. It was just so, it was just the blockbuster. It was in May we picked it. It was just the and blockbuster we say A World War II veteran mm-hmm. from that area, from the European theater. He loved that movie. It was just so, so a, much fun. Yeah, there's it's that. just, The Guns of Navarone is so much fun. Plus, my dad could tell me whatever the Germans were saying. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Eingliglig. <laughs> Um, number three, Max Schnell was a teeny pick, oh. and I loved this film. Oh, it was a good oh. yeah. I enjoyed that one too. I loved Alpha. Yeah, you took her out when you just the sci fi ness of it. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't believe how much it, it was just. Alpha. Alpha it was it was way psychedelic for me. It was so psychedelic, but it was done in such a way that I admired how they did it. Just of going to all these places, John Luc Godard. I felt like maybe I should have dropped dropped some mescal okay. into. Okay, I have to it. I have to correct myself because Henry Georges Clouzot did the diabolique. Okay, we'll get that straight. Jean-Luc Godard did Alphaville. Okay. And Alphaville, you know, I had this props out Drexel to Jerry Hooper. He was my... Jerry Hooper! He was my film professor, one of my film professors at Drexel. He was a big Godard. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name off the top of my head because of these these doubles that I've had. But he was always into those weird avant-garde mm-hmm. European filmmakers. And he would always show us them and make us go and assign us homework and stuff. And he never assigned us Alphaville. But we, we saw uh, uh, Jules and Jim and stuff. But Alphaville, I just liked because it was this sci-fi breaking all the rules of all of that kind of stuff. And... And the guy, the Lemmy guy, how he was like a character that had been in other characters and they were just taking it and spinning it on its head and making this dystopian future and just how it it just it just felt so of this time. And I was, I really liked Alphaville, really liked Alphaville. Well done, Christine. Yes. My number two film, Spy Hamilton. Because you know that's your number two. It's my number two. Ah. It's my number two. It's Hamilton for all the reasons that we have said above for Hamilton. It might have been number one if you had seen it with Crystal. And have I? But I saw it. No, I but saw it wasn't it. mine. 
Yeah, you got to see her. Yeah, it wasn't Broadway. It wasn't at the yeah. Rogers Richard Rogers Theater. But you were able to see her. Her. But I got to see her essence of like essence, who she would have been. Exactly. And I was like, essence. oh, okay. Yeah. But but yeah. yeah, just taking me back, and I was. I was hypnotized. I just like just watched the whole thing straight through the whole king. You, you do realize that the uh, King George in that is the King George from Bridgerton, who goes a little cray cray. That's King George. Yeah. Yeah. He married the. You'll be back. Black. Oh. Queen You'll yeah. be like it, Bridgerton takes place after, obviously after. The Revolutionary War, but that's the same King George. Okay. Our piece de resistance. Movie of the year 2020. Mm. Everyone knows mine already. I'm going with Hamilton. Yes. 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 You don't want to ex- expound anymore? I like fact that they just did the stage play original yes, that was nice the original because yeah. leslie odom as aaron burr i was like oh man yeah he is a great aaron burr david diggs yeah All lafayette lafayette and thomas jefferson george washington the guy that george played george washington. washington yeah and i gotta say i got a crush on Philip and uh, and John Larens. Oh. I got a, I got a crush, but I totally have a crush on um, Renee Goldsberry. Goldsberry, she was the best Angelica I saw, but Crystal was the best mm. Eliza. I Eliza. Saw. Uh, okay. Other- my turn. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. My favorite movie was Pillow Talk. Wow. That was my choice. And fun? it was mainly because it was fun. And sometimes I have a hard time paying attention to older movies. And it kept my attention the whole time. I thought Doris Day was so fun. It was just a fun movie for me. I love the set. It was very colorful. Yes. Yes. The set design. Rock Hudson. Thelma Ritter. Rock Hudson. Yeah. And Thelma Ritter, my MVP actress. Yeah. My quote. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want an answer or an argument? The old talk was very fun. It was. It was very fun. You're welcome. Yeah. Here's mine. My favorite film that we did of 2020 was Bringing Up Baby. Yeah, you always loved Bringing Up Baby. I always loved Bringing Up Baby. And yet I found myself, even after I watched Bringing Up Baby because it was on HBO Max, I would just go back and watch Bringing Up Baby just with the, the subtitles on to try to just get everything and there were just so many jokes that were in it that mm-hmm. were just like boom, boom, boom. And I just loved bringing up Baby. It's just one of those movies that I I understand that other people, it might not tickle their fancy the way it tickles mine. 
But man, Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, mm. you got a tiger, you got yeah. you got Mad a cat. You got two live tigers. Two live tigers, but they're really one live tiger and it's just and just all of the the ways that they're going about. And I can see how Catherine Hepburn's character could just so annoy people. Yes. And would be so annoyed. But yes. just completely won me over. And I just had... That was the movie that I just kept watching over and over during the week that we were doing it. I just was like, oh, let me, oh, let me go to this scene. Oh, let me go to this scene. And it... Yeah, bringing up baby. So, listeners, we hope you have enjoyed our first annual Gone with the Bushes End of the Year Awards. We hope we have inspired you to watch a few and to listen to a few that you don't want to watch and to listen to us in 2021 as we begin our new journey. So you have Hamilton that was on Disney Plus, Pillow Talk. It is available for rent. Available for rent, which is well worth the four dollars max that yeah. you're paying. Oh, so delightful. Right. And bringing up baby is on HBO Max. Right. And you will get a lot more in 2021. We're so glad Christine has joined us because I know. she brings a whole different we would not have done Spider Baby Christine. And so um we hope you've enjoyed this episode. And what is our first 2021 film, Erin? Well, I am starting a new notebook, so I keep my notes. Ah, you mentioned it earlier in my visit. We oh, have oh, one of the greats, me? one of the classic greats. I checked it's available for rent on iTunes. Oh, this is a so 1967. Good. It's so good. Aubrey Hepburn. Audrey. Audrey Hepburn. She plays a blind woman. I have not seen it. Perfect. Uh, she I plays a blind woman, so we can get into the discussion. She's not a real blind woman. How do we feel about a bl- not blind woman playing a blind woman? I saw this. At Murray State University, which was in mm, around Owensboro, Kentucky, in around 68. I, during their part of it, were in a movie theater. Picture it, because you don't remember it. But my feet were, like, on the seat of the person in front of me. And when one part of it happens, I push so hard on the seat in front of me, that person actually jumps up in the air. Because there is a scary moment in it that is just unbelievable. Well, it's Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. 1967. Wait until dark. Wait until dark. It is so freaking good. In fact, I wanted her to win the Oscar that year, but she didn't. Oh, she lost the Oscar to Catherine Hepburn. For guess who's coming Guess who's coming to dinner that Ooh. year? I also overheard my mother on the telephone after seeing Guess Who's Coming to Dinner in 1967. Say it again, but you said it on the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner podcast. Saying on the phone because we had one telephone in the house. It was in the central part of the house. Everybody could hear. And she's going, 
if one of my daughters did this to me, it would be Liz. <laughs> Meaning? Marrying a black man. She knew. And the rest is history. <laughs> it's Adam she, and Aaron. So she knew. She was like, mm, they called it. And consequently, Christine. <laughs> well, that's 2020 wrapped up in a bow. And we will see you next week for Wait Until Dark. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Okay, we're walking down the red carpet now. Oh, we're, we're not walking. We're kind of stumbling. We're kind of swishing. Yeah. We're like, and yeah. We, ha- we have hit the turlets, so we don't have to pee on ourselves down the red carpet. Ah. And we're going to our after awards celebration. Bye. Bye. Bye.